0: Welcome into the Friday, October 6th, 2023 installment of Market Plus. Back again, Sue Martin. Sue, I don't like cutting you off when certain things, but you know how we have that limited time. I'm not saying we have unlimited time, but we have a chance to flush a couple of things out. I'm going to start with some questions because they were a lot of my follow-ups, and you're all brilliant out there who watch the show. So let's start with Dylan, who hit us up on Facebook with this very first question. And Dylan wants to know, Sue, basis is decent on corn at 20 cents under. Should bushels with no home be delivered on a basis contract, with hope, uh, hopes of upside in futures post harvest? We're gonna we're gonna we'll put Dylan up for a second question in a minute. So let's talk about the basis right now.
1: Well, I think that when we are looking at the market with full carry, and you're storing it, you're betting on the fact that you're going to get a basis improvement. And I would say, probably there's a time where you will get some better improvement and it be like right after farmers are complete it's kind of a traditional thing farmers are complete and all of a sudden they start fearing they're going to lock everything up and farmers have storage this year and of course depending on how good the crops are in various places they can their storage will handle more acres of, sto- of grain.
0: So you're optimistic that there is storage out there and you're not in the camp of there's way more on the farm when we started this harvest than what people were really truthfully saying? Well, I think there
1: is more on the farm, but also we've got less production than we had a year ago. Um, So I anticipate, I think if we're going to drive a basis, you know, we've had two years where you couldn't do anything wrong. (laughs) And then this year... You know, it's a little bit different. It's going to be a little tougher. Almost, I would call it more of an old-fashioned market. And so I would have to say, um, I think that your better marketing time is probably going to come in April to May. And then we've had May lows here also for several years.
0: Okay. So it sounds like you want to answer the second part of Dylan's question. Let's put Dylan back up here because he had two good questions. Dave wanted me to break them into two. So I'm doing what the boss says for once. Uh, More importantly, with the post-harvest rally eliminate, will the the post-harvest rally eliminate the carry from December to March so I can roll the basis contracts out to March without worsening my basis?
1: I think we're going to hold these carries. So as you go to roll, you're going to be rolling up instead of rolling down. Okay. And usually when you have the front stronger or inverted, then when you go to roll, you're rolling at a disadvantage. And I think we're looking at an old-fashioned time where you can roll it and pick up uh, carry as, you know, and then look for your basis to maybe give you something extra.
0: Okay. You you wrote it this week, and I'm glad you said what you did, about the last couple of years we could do no wrong. Are we... Finally, starting to return to the calendar where things make a little more sense on marketing planning?
1: I think so. I think we're going back to the old days, maybe a little bit. Um, that's why we're at full carry. Uh, the markets are saying, carry this. There's plentiful supply, demand's not as good. Um, you've got South America to deal with. I think one thing that'll also entice our markets is the weather in Brazil. We all know what it's like in Argentina, it's Brazil and of course they're dry and then seeing some above normal temperatures in the center to the north, uh, south is it's just the opposite, it's catching way too much rain. So I think it's going to be, will that crop production be as stellar as it's been or expected? And I have a funny feeling we may be, look, you know, you have an El Nino here, you're here, and yet you're talking dryness and everything else. It's just kind of a fluky. Yeah.
0: You know? we, this whole El Nino thing, at least in the Midwest, has been so hit or miss and it mostly has. miss. Yes. And as I, I think you said this morning uh, or last night, there's no recharge. We're going to go in dry unless we get a really wet October, November. Very which much. The long-term forecast doesn't say that.
1: See, a year ago, we had moisture at this time to help kind of replenish the Mississippi River. Yeah and that was a, a gift. This year, we are so dry. October is expected to overall be a dry month. And it sounds like we could even be maybe into, let's say you freeze the ground, dry ground freezes easier, mm-hmm. watch your pipes. But um, I would have to say, you, say you catch a lot of snow. How good is snow for giving you subsoil? Not, it's gonna run off and so we're going to go into spring next year you know we better hope for a wet April you know spring showers because otherwise we're going to be sitting here very dry as we go in and as Dr. Elwin Taylor would talk about the 89 year cycles Mm -hmm. we're referring back to the 30's and I would have to say you know they call the 30's the Dust Bowl days and I wonder what they were saying about climate change then.
0: No another topic, another, <laughs> another podcast, Sue. Can't get into that right now. Let's get into Wade's question. Let's find out how sunshine, Sue, is on this one. Do you think there is potential for six or seven dollar December corn? Should I sell my soybeans off the combine or store them? Six or seven dollar corn, Sue.
1: I could see us getting up into that. Remember, six twenty eight was tough and then six forty one. So unless we get a tough start of next year I don't see us doing it Um, I expect you know I go back to the soybean study that I talked about Mm -hmm. and in that every year of course we broke back but out of 22 years you made higher highs on the May beans over the October highs now, I didn't get a chance to figure out all the percentages to give us an average of a percentage of what we would look like for an improvement and a regression. But I think that if that study proves true with beans again on the May contract, then I think it's going to bring our corn around. Do I think we're going to have a, a July high next year? No, I don't think so. And so, and I'm in the process of laying out my groundwork for next year. This past year, when I spoke for elevator groups in January, my forecast to them was, you know, uh, we're probably going to go down into spring, be sure, if you've got cash sales to make, make them now. Um, Also, I look for a July high this year, could go into August, and then we go down for a traditional fall low. And that's kind of what we're doing. And interestingly, enough. There were three years that I looked at when you had um, on November beans and we had a May low. I was looking at years going back wanting to find the years that we had a May low like we have this year. 2019 was one. And we rallied into June and then fell into September and then lifted from there. But we took out that June low and I, so far we're holding the June low and I don't expect that low to hold. I think we're going to get some lift here, pull back like we're talking for on the May contract from the October high, take a look at something underneath here. Will we take out 1130? I don't think so. I think we'll hold that.
0: All right. Well, then let's go out of order for just real quick. Steven in Virginia had a question for you about beans and it, I think it plays in a little bit what you're saying here. Will we even need to export soybeans this year on a shorter crop? Or should we become a large importer? Let's tie it to your last question in this uh, last answer in this question.
1: Well, I think what what is going to rule the roost on how badly we need to be importing is the building of all of these renewable diesel fuel plants that we've got coming online uh, this fall, late fall, all the way through two thousand twenty-four, and that means we have to have beans and. You know, the bean yields, I think, overall were a little better. But when you look at crop condition ratings, and they're less, three, the poor to very poor 3% less than a year ago, and you look at the good to excellent, and we're even under that compared to a year ago, and you had a yield of 49.6 according to the September, you know, improvement that the USDA made, how can we expect a yield over 49 at 0.6, I would think we're looking at a yield probably closer to 49, maybe it's a 48.7 and that means that carryout would just tighten mm-hmm. but again you put some weather issues into South America and this grain market will go.
0: And we'll take off. All right, I want to take one more question and this one is a follow-up to our livestock discussion. Uh, Bradley in Nebraska, the sell-off in crude oil is strengthening recession fears which, okay. Uh, should cattle feeders consider hedging fall 24 live cattle futures? You talked about the oil and the, the live cattle together. And here's a chance to, uh, wind those two in and out. I
1: would say an emphatic. No, I think your best time to do that hedging will probably come in April, maybe May, maybe early June of next year. Uh, I'm looking for higher highs yet. I don't think we've even gotten close to them yet. Um, you know, I think to, First off, I don't think we're going into a recession. When you have job improvement or uh, new jobs coming online more than the trade expects, unemployment remaining fairly low, that's not a recessionary. That's pretty darn good.
0: Even with high interest rates.
1: Yes, exactly. And, of course, I remember the day when 7% interest wasn't so bad. It was not so bad at all. Home loans, you know, a cheap, cheap one from earlier before me, before Sewell, B.S., you know, <laughs> um, it would have been probably four and a half, maybe 5.2%. If you start getting it up into double digits, now we're starting to yeah. talk. So I think, yes, we're, you'll see waves come and go, ebb and flow in that market. I don't think we're going for a recession just yet. And probably the last thing that President Biden wants before he runs for office, is a recession. He isn't going to want bad times for everybody. He wants it to look good. And so I think we'll not see recession.
0: Sue Martin, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that'll do it for Market Plus next week. We are going to take a deep dive into the harvest numbers from USDA with a roundtable discussion. Elaine Cobb, Don Rose, and Jeff French will be here to break it all down. Thank you for joining us. Have a great week.